Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS News Roundup ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Coronavirus concern. I think the question is, did we reopen too soon? Is a valid one. Protesters target monuments. <laughs> Name change at some military bases. That's unacceptable to the president, and rightfully so. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. A grim new milestone in the coronavirus pandemic. More than 2 million Americans have now tested positive. The death toll tops 112,000. And there is concern because cases have been sharply rising in more than a dozen states. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez is on the story this morning. He's in South Florida. After nearly three months, Miami's beaches are open again, even as cases in Florida continue to rise. Is it the right time to reopen the beaches? You know, we've been thinking about that a lot, and I tend to be more cautious than most. Dan Gelber is the mayor of Miami Beach. He says if crowds grow too large and cases spike, the beaches could close again. We want people to, you know, realize that this pandemic is still here, but we got to open up our economy. But as state reopenings and large protests continue across the country, there are concerns about a second wave of outbreaks. Earlier this week, 16 states reported an increase in average new COVID-19 cases compared to two weeks ago. At least 14 states have seen a rise in current hospitalizations since Memorial Day, including Texas, where hospitalizations jumped 42 percent. The pandemic's toll on the economy has been sweeping and financial markets are rattled by the indication from the Federal Reserve that a recovery is likely to be long and drawn out. Business analyst Jill Schlesinger. Federal Reserve officials believe the economy is going through a seismic event and it's going to take a long time to recover from it, probably not until the middle of 2022. In some cities, protesters have now turned their attention to symbols of racism and oppression, taking action on their own. Overnight, protesters in Richmond, Virginia, tore down a Jefferson Davis statue. Whether it's a statue of Davis, Robert E. Lee, or simply a symbolic Confederate soldier, the calls are growing to remove them. We've been asking for years that this statue come down. And it goes beyond those connected with the Confederacy. In Boston, the head of a Christopher Columbus statue was torn off, protesters say, for his mistreatment of indigenous people. It takes down these visible people and memories that cause immeasurable amounts of pain. Steve Futterman, CBS News. There's new action by NASCAR. Just before last night's race in Martinsville, Virginia on NBC, the organization banned all Confederate flags at its events. Driver Brad Keselowski. I'm a rights guy and I like when people have rights to do what they want to do, but it's, it's ultimately not my decision and 
I support the fact that it's NASCAR's decision to make. Bubba Wallace, who drove a Black Lives Matter car in the race, finished 11th. Now to Washington, CBS's Stephen Portnoy tells us the White House is resisting a call for major change where many U.S. troops are based. The president has swiftly ended discussion of renaming military bases with Confederate namesakes. It's something the Pentagon signaled this week it was open to. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany. Where do you draw the line? Is it should George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and James Madison be erased from history? What about FDR and because of internment camps? I'm Cammie McCormick. Name changes had not been proposed by the Pentagon, but Defense Secretary Esper and Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy had indicated they were open to bipartisan discussion about it. Politico is reporting the Pentagon was blindsided by the president's tweet. There are 10 Army bases named for Confederate officers, and for years other names have been floated as replacements, including Medal of Honor recipients. In Minneapolis, CBS's Jeff Pegues spoke to Police Chief Madaria Arredondo about the reform effort in the city where George Floyd was killed. How did it feel for you to see those four cops who report to you not listen when the crowd was saying, hey, ease up? When you have community that are literally crying out for you to help Mr. Floyd, it was gut-wrenching for me uh, and very emotional for me as a chief. Did resigning cross your mind over the last two weeks at all? Not at all. History is being written now, and I need to make sure that we are part of the right side of history. Amazon has banned the use of its facial recognition technology for a year. Critics say law enforcement has used it to incorrectly identify people with darker skin. Relatives say the bodies of two children missing since last September were the remains that were found this week on the Idaho property of Chad Daybell, who married the kid's mother. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. The families of 8-year-old J.J. Vallow and 17-year-old Tylee Ryan saying in a joint statement, we are filled with unfathomable sadness that these two bright stars were stolen from us. Mr. Daybell, do you understand the allegations on both counts that have been brought against you? Their stepfather, Chad Daybell, sat emotionless as the prosecutor laid out the grisly discovery that brought him to justice. In Paso Robles, California, police say a gunman opened fire at a police station. A deputy who searched for the gunman was shot and wounded in the head. Police believe the gunman was responsible for a shooting death near a train station. In New Orleans, the city's drainage system was overwhelmed by flooding from heavy rain. At the worst of it, it was coming up. It was bubbling up and flowing just like a fountain. I just hope that some way we can figure out how to fix the sewer system. Many streets and a section of interstate were flooded. Six women have filed lawsuits against USA Swimming and others alleging sexual abuse by coaches. The swimmers include Deborah Gradensky, Suzette Moran, and Tracy Palermo. Three more have remained anonymous. They say top USA swimming officials knew about predatory behavior but did nothing about it. Gradensky, for example, says former coach Andrew King abused her starting when she was 11, five years of abuse leading to a lifetime of depression. Moran says King groomed her for sex and got her pregnant before the 1984 Olympics. Peter King, CBS News. At the Major League Baseball draft, there was wide support for Black Lives Matter. And on the MLB Network, Commissioner Rob Manfred made this commitment. We're going to play baseball in 2020, 100%. But teams and the players' union continue to differ on the length of the season and the money. U.S. soccer has given the boot to a three-year-old policy on players and the national anthem. The U.S. Soccer Federation has voted to repeal a policy that required players to stand during the national anthem. Megan Rapinoe taking a knee 
in the national team jersey. It was put in place after Rapino knelt in solidarity with the NFL's Colin Kaepernick, who started the movement. After the rule was passed, Rapino stood but didn't sing or put her hand over her heart. The Soccer Federation now says it's clear the policy was wrong and detracted from the important message of Black Lives Matter. Deborah Rodriguez. CBS News. The International Olympic Committee says it's starting up talks that could make it easier for athletes to make strong protest statements at the Olympic Games. Just five months ago, the committee took action to toughen measures that banned political statements. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.